Rodgers has it. Gives to Franklin. He no, dies. No, I don't think no, he got it. I no, don't think he got out, it. The ball is out. The Bengals have scooped it up. Bouncing in the pocket, his throw caught at the 10-yard line. Tegan straight into the end zone. Touchdown, Bengals. It's a TD. Hello and welcome to episode 163 of Cincinnati. We couldn't resist. We couldn't resist. We couldn't leave you hanging. We couldn't suffer in silence. We've got to work this out together, people. I am, of course, talking about the Super Bowl defeat. I know it's raw. I know you don't want to listen to endless chat about probably the most heartbreaking defeat in recent Bengals history. Um, But, you know, we're here for therapy. This is group therapy. And it's hastily arranged because we've been to the... um, Bengals UK Super Bowl party. My voice is pretty croaky. Uh, I know the man on the other side of the microphone, Nathan Palmer, is also feeling it today, aren't you, Nathan? Mentally and physically exhausted, my son. A long evening, an enjoyable evening by all accounts, but so close yet so far. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? It's it's tinged, it's bittersweet because, uh, again, the meetup was fantastic. Uh, Thank you so much to everyone who who came along, bought tickets and lit the place up with loads of energy and there's a real buzzy vibe in the comedy pub. It was a proper Bengals UK takeover, three floors of Bengals fans, um, anticipatory, excited and really up for it and uh, just couldn't get over the line. It was agonising, wasn't it? It was so close. We had chances all the way through. Fantastic game, I think. I've spoken to a lot of neutrals and they've all said it was a great game. Bit of everything. Fantastic offensive plays. Defence obviously coming to the fore in the second half. A tense, tense finish. I mean, it's kind of everything that you want in a a game of American football-style football, isn't it? Completely agree. And I think for the neutral, it was a bit of an interesting sort of back and forth encounter. And it reminded me, and we said on the podcast last week, I said, I think it was going to be much more a game um, that looked like the Titans game than it did the Chiefs. And it was a bit in that mould. It was a bit sort of a bit sort of back and forth. No team really ever had sort of dominance in the game. Um, And I think at the end, you know, we just ran out of gas a bit. We just couldn't get it over the line. But a good game. Um, Maybe not the prettiest game I've ever seen, especially from the offense. It's a bit sort of stop starts and big plays, but really sort of lacked that consistency, I guess. Did you have a good time last night, Nathan? Did you have a nice time? Yeah, I mean, like you said, just incredible that we stuffed 150 Bengals fans into a pub like that. I mean, I was talking to Tim Knowles, and he said that... um, he said one of his friends um, that he plays football with, uh, he was telling them, yeah, he's like, we've got 150 people turning up at this um, event, all Bengals fans. And the bloke said to him, there is absolutely no chance you've got 150 Cincinnati Bengals fans in the UK coming down for this event. And he's like, honestly, we have. And you look at it and it, it is an incredible thing. And I tell you, that the one thing about that meetup that I was thinking about this last night, you'd almost guarantee that that was the biggest congregation of Bengals fans watching um, the Super Bowl outside of the United States, I would say, with a reasonable amount of certainty that there wouldn't have been 200 people in Australia or, you know, anywhere else. I think Mexico might have had a, a shout. Maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think we could have probably sold sold another 100 tickets quite easily because, uh, obviously, not everyone was able to come down to London, um, you know, watch the game with us. Um but yeah, what a fantastic event and you know, lots of the people who who we've seen before at meetups were there quite naturally. Lots of people uh who we have never seen at meetups before. It was amazing. Lots of people there from Cincinnati originally. I can think of Chris Ruse and uh, George Nalbandian, um all those guys. Um Carly Baldessari, she was there with all her friends. She's from Cincinnati originally. And I think they were just really thankful for a slice of home, really, in London, as weird as that sounds. Um, 
So it was a great night. And, of course, we met people for the first time, people who would listen to the podcast and enjoy the podcast, people who watch the online tailgates, people who see us active on social media and just thought, you know what, I don't want to sit here and watch the game on my own. I want to go down and, and watch it with a bunch of Bengals fans. So, yeah, you, do you know what? It's uh, It was quite an evening and it was a fantastic event, I think, as events go. But um, there we go. As I said, we couldn't resist making a little podcast we're all extremely tired a bit emotionally drained um but it's you know the best way to work things out is to talk things out i think and um there's no guest we haven't even put the word out for any correspondences we'll get back to normal next week i, I promise you so it's just going to be me and nathan talking really so um with that i think for the last time this season nathan let's do some reaccione LA Rams 23, Cincinnati Bengals 20, um, came down to the wire, came down to the wire. And um, one of the fun things this week, Nathan, is that um, the media have been very interested in us and we've we, done our own radio row <laughs> this week i've been on a few radio stations talking nonsense uh leanne fitzpatrick has been on uh five live with colin murray tom mcdowell has been in the metro jamie rowe has been on jeff reinbold do you know what i was doing at four thirty this morning go on uh, i was talking to the bbc world service at that ungodly hour um, and uh, I did a little a TV interview when I got home this afternoon, actually. Um, and the guy kind of asked me, and he's knowledgeable about American football. Um, he asked me what went wrong last night. And I, I don't know whether that's the right question to ask. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't think too much did go wrong last night, In if that makes sense. There was no catastrophe we were right there. No. We were right there at the end, in a position where we've been in plenty of times before in this season, and and prevailed, which is the ball in Joe Burrow's hands, needing to get down the field, either into field goal range or to score a touchdown with about a minute and a half to go, or about a minute or whatever it was, and you you take that, wouldn't you? You would take that. Yeah, I think I think certainly from a competitiveness standpoint, you know, you're going into an unusual situation where the Rams are obviously at home in the Super Bowl um, rather than it being a neutral venue. And the Rams are a fantastic team. You, you look across the board at what they've assembled there, like these elite players, your Aaron Donalds, your Von Millers, um, Beckham's, Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford is a very good quarterback and always has been. It was always going to be a really tough task, you know, and I think for us after beating the Raiders, winning fantastic games against the Titans and the Chiefs. I just wanted to, for us to give a really good account of ourselves. I just didn't want to go in there and, you know, we didn't turn up. We get beaten by sort of 15, 20, 30 points, whatever. And we really gave a good account of ourselves. When we were ahead in the fourth quarter, we really probably should have won it. And I know we'll, we'll sort of go into the game in a bit more details, but I was proud of the team for, at the very least, giving it their all, keeping it competitive, and really giving everyone a sort of good run for their money. But I think in terms of, you know, the question of where did it go wrong, I think where it went wrong for the Bengals, if you were going to pinpoint one thing, and we all know this, yeah. it was scripted before the game. It was how are we going to deal with Aaron Donald, Von Miller and co. And, you know, Leonard Floyd, all of them. And the answer was, well, we couldn't. And that was the difference maker, I think. Uh, if we were able to just limit them to maybe four sacks, maybe even five, I think you you know, you know, maybe come away with it will win if you gave them a little bit more time. In reality, I think it was seven in the end, and it could have been more. I mean, that last play of the game was as good as a sack to kill it, um, mm. which would have been the eighth one. So that's where it went wrong. And we, we talked about it on the podcast last week because that's going to be an obvious area of concern. How are the Bengals going to sort of stop this, how they're going to game plan it. And I think in the first half, they didn't do too badly at it. But I think in the second half, you know, legs getting tired, whatever else, they just couldn't 
Um, and I don't know if the Rams made some adjustments, but they just couldn't um, couldn't stop them. Didn't have an answer for them, and that was so much pressure on Joe Burrow to sort of take the game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say they actually did very well against uh, that defensive line in the first half. Uh, I, I genuinely thought they did very well in keeping Donald and Co. relatively quiet, which is kind of what you wanted. You can, and this is the thing. I think. That name, just uh, Cooper Cup, fantastic, and, you know, MVP, whatever. But for me, Aaron Donald is just this otherworldly force. We've seen it before where he's just taken over games, not against the Bengals, but every team in the NFL, he takes games over and wrecks them. And he did it again last night. So, you know, it's not just us that he does it to. He did it to the 49ers last week. You know, he just kind of flicks a switch and goes berserk, you know, and... um, I actually, I think it was the he was the difference between the two yeah. teams. I have to say, I mean, yes, there was that Cooper Cup drive, but Donald just wrecked that game in the second half, and you just cannot, as good as your what, however good your offensive line is, quite frankly, you cannot legislate for that. I don't know, sheer talent and power and relentlessness. You know, he's just fantastic. I have to say. Yeah, I mean, you look you look at their team, and I think in the Super Bowls and down the down the stretch in playoff games, um, historically, you do see defenses really stepping up. If you look at a lot of the Super Bowl winners over the last ten to fifteen years, a lot of them have had ferocious defenses that have played lights out um, and just got a bit extra out of their star players um, on that playoff run into the Super Bowl. And I mean, that is as good of a defense as you're going to see. You know, Jalen Ramsey on the outside as well is very, very good defense. And like you said, we we scored 20 points. We had a chance. We had the ball, you know, driving down the end to win it. Touchdown would have won us the game there. That's how close we came against a star-studded team. And I do think it's, it's a shame it's a real, real shame that we couldn't get there. But I, I don't sit there, and I was saying this to you before we got on the podcast, I don't sit there with anywhere near as much heartbreak, regret, anger after last night's game as I did with the Steelers game. That felt like a real mess, and it got out of control, and we completely threw it away. And against the Steelers as well, it would have been extra special. Last night, I think we can sort of be proud of what they achieved. And they could have won it. They could have played better. There's some play calls that could have gone against us. There's some decisions that got, you know, could have gone against us. They could have been different bits and pieces that could have, you know, one play literally would have changed that game. We could have won the Super Bowl. But... I'm proud of us for even getting that far and doing what we did. You know, it's never going to be perfect. And, yeah, I, I think that's the big thing. I'm, I'm proud of the effort that they put in last night. Yeah, no question. That's that's Once you get over the, like, I was just like, oh, you know, I was walking around going, ah, oh, we're so close. I thought we were going to squeak it out, man. Uh, once you got over that, it was kind of like, actually, I'm just proud. And I think I was, I was driving home this afternoon and I just kind of thought, I was thinking about why does this not, hurt quite as much as say the Steelers game was the the heartbreaker and it's because it wasn't the Super Bowl you know you can kind of say you can reconcile the fact that you lost with the fact that you're in the Super Bowl so you've already achieved something do you know what I mean whereas whereas that Steelers game was a wild card so you hadn't really achieved anything you were on the cusp of achieving something yeah and it was just a ridiculous way to lose because we just snatched defeat from the jaws of victory in that game. Whereas yeah. here, we had a real chance uh, in the Super Bowl, you know. Um, do, you know do you know the biggest thing, I think, to come out of this? And I think because it's been such a wild ride this last month, and I can't express that enough, since that Raiders game, and then the Titans game the week after, and then the Chiefs game the week after mm. that, and then a two-week break of frenzy, media, Bengals all over TV, Twitter, the rest of the world, and then this game. I think it finally sunk in for me today. You know, like, wow, like, this is incredible what we've done here. And mm-hmm. I think what, what that run to the Super Bowl has done for Bengals fans, certainly for me, is it's permanently raised expectations of this franchise. And there is no bigger credit, I think, as an organisation for having done that because for too long, the narrative with the Bengals and for every Bengals fan, I think, has just been, can we get to the playoffs? 
And God forbid if we do get there, God, could we win a game? Wouldn't that be special? Because mm. it's been 30 years since we've even won a playoff game. I mean, that's an enormous, just an outrageous amount of time to not win a playoff game. And I think that's been something that has just dominated us. It's been in every fan's thought process. Can we even get to the playoffs? There's been some really bad periods for years. We've not even had winning seasons. And it's been, you know, we've been in the basement of the AFC North. And I think this run now changes all of that. Every single fan next year won't be thinking, can we get to the playoffs and beat Denver? Oh, that'd be a good season. It's like, no, 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 no. We now, all of us, everyone on Twitter today, everyone's been thinking about it at work and whatever you've been doing sort of, you know, in bed all day. The thought process is, what can we do in free agency, through the draft, through whatever, to build this team that can win a Super Bowl? You know, getting there, that would be great. You know, maybe we'd accept that as, you know, Mm. a good season. But the narrative now is we need to win it all. And I think you've got to give credit and hats off to Joe Burrow for coming in and making the team sexy, making them relevant, winning outrageous games to get us there. Mm. And I just think that's special. You know, we're not just a, oh, a playoff winner be nice, you know, a sort of small team that are a bit irrelevant. You know, we are now a sexy team with a young, exciting, fun players to watch that's gold is the Super Bowl. And I think to permanently raise expectations and elevate this franchise, certainly for the short term, um, is something that shouldn't be ignored. No, but I would also caution that expectation because we know how difficult it is to get to the Super Bowl and it's not guaranteed. I think I think we do have... The good thing is that we have a nucleus of fantastic young players in terms of on rookie deals still, you know, year one, year two and uh, whatever. We've got a fantastic nucleus of free agents that were signed this year and last year on three to four year deals. So there, we have a really good nucleus of defensive and offensive players now yeah. it's how but we also as we know we have a bunch of veteran players who are out of contract you know cj uzama jesse bates um riley reef larry ogan joby all the guys that signed for one-year deals um the makeup will be a bit different next year as as it always happens with super bowl teams you know there's always in fact every team in the nfl there's and the, the weird thing is that free agency starts in a matter of two or three weeks. Do you know what I mean? That's outrageous. Isn't it? Normally, yeah. we finish the season as Bengals fans at the end of December, early January, and then we've got to wait for three months to get the bloody yeah. Super Bowl out of the way. Well, uh, they've, also, they've also been such poor seasons, the two seasons before, that yeah. we were talking about the draft in November. Absolutely. <laughs> and now, <laughs> suddenly, we're yeah. going to be talking about free agency in a couple of weeks. And then a month later, we're going to be gearing up for the draft. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind you, of you, weird. You don't, you, you don't pay me enough for, for this amount of coverage, son, I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This amount of content was not in your contract, was it? You're going to have to renegotiate, <laughs> I think. <laughs> But no, it's 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 fun. It is fun. Um, but back to the game last night. I mean, I did think, you know, everything was starting to go our way, wasn't it? I mean, they missed an extra point. That Od was big. That was big. Odell Beckham Jr., who was tearing us apart in the early stages, went off which, with what looked like. I don't know whether it's confirmed yet because I haven't checked. I'm sure it will be. Another ACL-ish looking injury, you know, non-contact injury looked really bad actually, um, and it's like, okay, you never wish, you know, injury on anyone, even Beckham, who's a bit of bit a bit of figure of hatred for Bengals fans. Um, so he was gone. Uh, T Higgins gets away with an absolute blatant face mask, you know, offensive pass interference, whatever you want to call it, on the first play of that of the second half. Another interception. And it's like, hold on a minute, things are starting to shift here quite considerably in our favour. And you know, such a massive momentum shift that was at the start of the half. I mean, you oh, almost huge, had to pinch yeah. yourself because I mean, it was you know, I thought we did well to get into half time only down by three, and then all of a sudden you've taken the lead, the lead, and then you've got the ball, and you think, good God, if we can stick the ball in the end zone here. You know, this could be a really serious, um, you know, turning point in the well, game. Well, that's it. I think that it was funny in the pub because um, I thought the halftime show, I'm not normally a fan of halftime shows, but I really enjoyed the halftime show. Yeah. I think it's probably because I was with a pub full of drunk people. 
people were just like, I don't know what it was like on your floor, people were up dancing and all sorts of stuff when like Eminem came on and, and Snoop Dogg and, and Dre and all those people. Uh, so I thoroughly enjoyed the, the halftime show. I, I never thought I, I you'd say, talk about Snoop Dogg, so <laughs> I was shaking my uh, my enormous tail feather around, which was uh, exciting for everyone to see. And um, and then and then of course it was like the, the the chat then turned to like, well, okay, we're in thirteen ten down. We've been in far worse positions in recent games. Let's face it. And we get the ball back in the second half. And you kind of thought, right, this drive is absolutely crucial because if we can go ahead and we the defence yeah, yeah. was kind of stopping them a little bit as well ever since Beckham went, went off injured. And, of course, first play, Joe Boy escapes some pressure, flings it down the field and T Higgins, you know, whatever, catches the ball and waltzes into the end zone. You're thinking, goodness me. And then Stafford throws an interception, not necessarily his fault, a deflected pass that some ram should have caught um and it's like oh come on now we could yeah. we could this could become a two score game quite quickly and we couldn't quite convert in that in the red zone after that interception that was a crucial moment i thought if we were able to convert that yeah i agree that interception agree. into seven rather than three then you know that's that, a that's two where, score game man yeah that's difficult that's to come back for that's where they'll look back on this game as what could have been. I think that the other guy, the other play as well, that would have just been a game changer. Is you get you get that beautiful catch by Jamar Chase. Oh, what a catch! Grab, oh. Absolutely phenomenal. Maybe his best catch of the season, and there's a yeah. lot to choose from. But just incredible against Jalen Ramsey in the Super Bowl. One hand brings it down, controls the ball. Absolutely phenomenal. But you know he goes down at. I think they spotted him at the eleven, which is a bit of a harsh spot. I thought he was probably closer to the sort of seven or eight yard mm, line, mm. but. They didn't get that in, and no. you just thought, oh, you know, that that was a big, big play for the Bengals because they were a bit slow to get going. The scripted plays, you know, they come out, didn't really work. They had that horrible fourth down that they went for that I, I hated, and we'll probably get to that in a bit. But that was a huge momentum chunk play, really get everyone fired up. It was Joe Boy's first proper completion that, you know, had a bit of zip on it. And you just thought, cool, if they get, you know, you've got to take those opportunities. You know, you're at the 10-yard line, get that ball in the end zone. You know, you've got to get some, you've got to score touchdowns if you're going to win the Super Bowl. And I think, like you said then, at the start of the um, second half, where they had the opportunity to double up two touchdowns, would have completely turned that you know we'd have been up two scores goodness me you know you, you're down three and then all of a sudden you're up by two scores i mean absolutely huge turnaround and the way the defense was playing as that, well that, you know yeah it was kind of exactly like two scores would have been quite difficult to come back from i think um yeah yeah i mean that was a moment when it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the fourth downs because i think it did come down to fourth downs i mean like you said uh, i had i didn't have a problem going for that fourth down at midfield in on that first drive i think it would have established you know put down a marker shall we say and it's just a shame that we didn't uh and then the round when it came to the rams big fourth down on that final drive they managed to get it that jet sweep with cooper cup annoying again the defense had been playing fantastic throughout logan wilson having a heck of a game and Jermaine Pratt again having wonderful game. In I mean, they shut down that Rams run game like <laughs> oh, they shut nothing. that door. Unbelievable. Yeah. Reader, Hubbard, yeah. you know, BJ Hill, all those guys had an absolutely tremendous game. And it really did sort of, you know, that if they could have stopped them on that fourth game, fourth down, I think that they, it would have been over pretty much, you know, you would expect. Um, yeah, and then you of course couldn't... it came down to the final, our final fourth down, uh, and we couldn't. So basically, they converted on their key fourth down. We could not convert on our two key fourth downs, if that makes sense. I genuinely can't say enough good things about the defence. And you hit the nail on the head. The rung defence last night, and that's something we've been not, we hadn't been very good at for the last couple of years. Just phenomenal. Like you said, completely shut them down. We said again, like when we went into the Super Bowl, we previewed it, win the turnover battle. We won it 2-0. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the offense wasn't fantastic at all last night, but they did do a good job. They didn't make any silly plays. They didn't hand the ball over to the Rams, give them any silly opportunities. They at least kept that, you know, kept things tight. And 
You look at that beautiful Jesse Bates pick. I know it wasn't necessarily amazing from a field position perspective, and then you obviously chalk off another ten because of the, you know, the penalty. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that until I nipped to the loo when uh, is it Vernon Hargreaves? Um, yeah, yeah, he ran the field, onto the yeah. field. What an idiotic thing to do! And someone was trying to explain to me, and I was like, "What? What?" Someone ran onto the pitch. What are you talking about? No, I don't. Oh, dearie me. Dearie me. Silly Love boy. Me, but... He's not going to be playing for the Bengals again, I wouldn't imagine. But No, but I mean, they won the turnover battle. And I think that, that pick after the half was a, an absolute game changer. You know, you, the Rams got the ball. You're up by three or four. And all of a sudden, you've got the ball in scoring territory. And all the momentum's with you. The crowd are behind you. And it's all got a bit exciting. And... You look at that defence, and I mean, even when it came down to the wire, you know, we're not going to go into the refs' calls and be absolutely, you know, pulling our air out about that. Very harsh call on Logan Wilson. Yeah. Very, very, very harsh. Probably should have been a full start before the call even happened. Yes, you know, just an unfortunate yeah. sequence of plays. It but was I mean, a crazy but, sequence because there was, yeah. seems to be penalties on every every uh, snap on that little kind of mini inside the yeah. five. Yeah, area and it, I, like you said, I was quite, I was actually quite confident that they were going to stop them, and they got to third and whatever it was, and I thought, here we go, and uh, and of course that weird. Yeah, I mean there was contact. You have to say yeah, there was contact, bit, but it, you know it was it was very negligible, enough. very negligible. I think that, that's the crazy thing with this game, and I think that's why people will be thinking over in their head about if what's buts and maybes because. If that call doesn't get made, which it shouldn't have been, I think most refs would look at that and say, look, there's a bit in there, but, you know, he knocks the ball down. It wasn't enough to throw him off of his route. It's fine. That's fourth down and goal. Mm, mm. And if they don't get that, it's more or less done. Yeah, you know, more yeah. or less done. I, I can't remember how many timeouts the Rams had or exactly how long was left on the clock, but I really don't think that, you know, we would have obviously ran the ball, you know, forced them to burn their timeouts at the very least punted it back to them, they'd have mm. had virtually no time on the clock, would have needed a touchdown. So, yeah, we're getting one first down from inside your, you know, five yard line and the game would have been over pretty much, yeah. you would imagine. Um So it's it that close. You know, it would it was that that close. And you think on that play like that, that's how close the Bengals were they they would had the lead. Matt Stafford drops back, he throws that ball, someone picks it off and runs it back for six. We're Super Bowl champions. And that's the thing I think that's going to keep me up at night is we were one play away. It was that close at the end. Yeah. You know, you about it being that close at the end. Joe Burrow, the I think it was on the fourth down play, Jamar Chase had, had a good step on Ramsey. Ramsey slips and falls over. Now, if Burrow doesn't get sacked, he sees Jamar Chase, the Bengals maybe score a touchdown and you know, the roof of the comedy pub would have gone off. Yeah, so, absolutely. But, I mean, leading up those, to, isn't it? Again, though, I mean, you know, it was really interesting. After that T. Higgins um, touchdown and the interception, basically it turned into a defensive dogfight. We couldn't move the ball against them. They were engineered. I mean, they, Raheem Morris must have made some adjustments because they they were dialing up some serious pressure. through. I mean, like six sacks in the second half. And, I mean, just couldn't get going against them. And um, I think they were maybe sending more, I think. Um, and I think they were sort of overloading the left side. Unfortunately, Adenergy was exposed for what he is, a kind of a sixth-round guy. Isaiah Prince seems to get very confused with any kind of stunt or sleight of hand. I mean, frankly, I would as well. So, it's, you know, I'm not criticising him too much, but... It seemed to be every play they were getting pressure on on Joe Burrow, and um, it, the game just turned on on its head from some you know fancy you know Cincy special trick plays with Joe Mixon throwing a touchdown pass, long touchdown pass to T Higgins, and all the rest of it. It turned on its head into an absolute dogfight, defensive battle. I quite enjoyed it actually. I must say that to and froing, as you mentioned. Tit for yeah, tat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, a few people have said, you know, God, what happened to the offense? It was an absolute shit show in the second half. But again, I just think you've got to give credit to to the defenses. Sometimes that's the way games turn into yeah. what they turn into. You know, maybe I, uh, yeah, Zach could have kind of come up with something a little bit more uh, ingenious to kind of evade the pressure. I don't know. I think it's too easy just to say that oh the offense was terrible because 
you know, it's because of the defence as well, you know, um, it's it, far think, more nuanced. They, they really wanted to, like, give the ball to Joe Burrow. I think that was their ethos in this, throughout the playoffs, was let's put the ball in Joe Boy's hand, let's make something happen. And they had their spots. They had their, There were some fantastic plays throughout the playoffs. They really sort of dug in. But it was very stop-start. It was a bit all or nothing at times, you know, some really deep balls down the field. But then, you know, really deep, you're struggling to pick up first downs. And... The defence, for me, stole the show throughout the playoffs. And I don't yes, think yeah. you get anywhere near enough credit in the press or anywhere around the league because maybe there's not one guy that stands out like an Aaron Donald that's an all-pro and that, you know, you're going to hang your hat on. It's a real collective effort from that defence. And I think there's some really good players across the board. Hendrickson, Logan Wilson, Reader, um, in the secondary, Mike Hilton, Cheeto. Like they're, they're all just very good players playing well together and they're well coached by by Lou and I think that they've just been sensational you know to win that turnover battle 2-0 that Jesse Bates interception was fantastic to force the um, the ball out um, and get that pick at the start of the second half to get the momentum I mean you couldn't ask for any more the pick of Mahomes to set up the game winning field goal Um, they were phenomenal the whole playoffs I thought they were absolutely phenomenal and I think if you'd said to us before the game the Rams are going to score 23 points you just said we can do that that's doable You know, if they go and score 30, 35, 40, you say, Core, we're going to have to play really well. Joe Boy's going to have to have his pants on fire here to, (laughs) you know, to really get this game for us. But 23, you'd say, fine, we can do that. You know, we can score three touchdowns and we can get a field goal and we can win the game. You know. So uh, so we were in that position. It was, you know, 40 seconds on the clock, maybe. We're at midfield. We needed maybe 15 yards, maybe even 10, the way Evan McPherson was kicking it in in practices before the game, apparently, in warm-ups. You know, um, he was prepared for a 60-yarder. That's what we've been hearing. But, you know, it's third down and one. You've got two downs to get one yard on midfield because we're in four-down territory quite naturally. Who are you going to hand the ball off to, Nathan? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly questionable, isn't it? I mean, Joe Mixon has played fantastically well throughout the playoffs as well. I think he's really come up with some big plays. He was Mm. excellent against the Chiefs at the end to grind that win out. And he ran well last night in spots. He had some good runs. You know, he averaged, um, I think, well over four and a half yards of carry. Yeah, I think it was a 4.8, something like that, yards of carry. And you take that in in something like this. Yeah, exactly. Especially against that Rams, um, you know, defensive line. I I thought he did a really good job. I just, those, I mean, third and one, you're in a great spot. You can sort of, you know, dial up a few different looks. And it was just those two sequences of plays. If you're going to point to, to you know, where the game went wrong for us, that was, I think, a real, you know, the first one. I know you said you didn't mind the third and fourth down, but that cost us immediately. Yeah. Um, we gave up a touchdown, surrendering the ball at midfield, a big momentum shift as well. And then obviously at the end, you know, that was the game. And, I'm just not sure, and the, the media are going to pick up on this, and people are, it's going to be a stick to beat Zach Taylor with. Is the game's on the line? It's the Super Bowl, and you're handing the ball off to your backup running back. And you know, Joe Mixon's one of the best paid guys on this team for a reason. He's playing well. He's a good player. It's a bit like the Marshall and Lynch thing. You, you'd happily live and die by your best running back yeah. not getting one yard in the Super Bowl. It, it, it is what it is, you know, against Aaron Donald, but. I'm just not sure. And it's no knock on P. Ryan. He's a decent running back. And I think maybe they were trying to you know, look like they were going to throw it. But it well, I think that's it. I think that's it. I'm off. fine with the concept of, you know, you show one thing and do another thing. If Samaj P. Ryan is on the field, it's more or less likely to be, especially on third down, to be a passing play. So you show them something and you do something else. You don't put extra linemen in because you're kind of and and add a few extra wide receivers here on both sides of the ball, and you look for all the world as though you're going to pass and you hand it off. And to do that with not any extra protection, you're asking your offensive linemen to win their one-on-one battles. There was a problem. So I'm, I'm fine with the concept, but there was a big problem. The flaw in the plan was that our offensive linemen were not winning any battles throughout the evening. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, oh, that's a big risk. And so why, I think, listen to 
Jay Morrison on uh, our pal Jay on Hear That Podcast Growling this morning as I was driving back from London. And um, he said, why get... I mean, Zach's done this a few times in his in his kind of coaching career with the Bengals. He's tried to get too cute at the, yeah, the, the at times where you don't need to be cute. So, you know, put in two tight ends. Put in three tight ends. Put in another... Put in Deontay Smith as an extra offensive lineman. Just yep. make sure you get that first down by hook or by crook. No deception, no trickery. Don't show him one thing and try and do another. Just look, just give yourself the best chance to to make that one yard. And um Yeah. You know, didn't I, do I, it. I, but I, I will also, go on, yes. Yeah, I, I also think that the fourth and one game on the line you don't make it you go home I hated the play call and I respect the fact that Zach wants to be aggressive and he's taken so much flack in the past when he has been conservative mm. and I think at times last night he out like you said he got a bit too cute and he out he's tried to be a bit too clever and a bit too aggressive and a bit ballsy and wanted to sort of win the Super Bowl on his terms and I just think it's fourth and one in the Super Bowl you could win this game Play, I'm not sure going empty and throwing the ball is the way to go. You know, especially yeah, against, yeah. especially when you've taken six sacks in the second half and you've got Aaron Donald knows, Leonard Floyd knows, Von Miller knows. They're all sat there. They've got five sacks between the three of them. Five, I think, in the second half. And they're, you're saying to them, guys, it's false down. If you beat your man and get to Burrow, you've won the Super Bowl. And you don't think they're absolutely, if they've ever you know, not give them more effort in their life than on that one play. I just don't think you need to incentivize that incentivize those guys anymore. And yet, and, I just thought, and yet Chase had beaten his man and one he more had, but he, he didn't have enough time, did he? I, well, mean, I was gonna say know, and Joe, one more second or one and a half more seconds, he would have got that ball out. Uh I don't know. I'm I'm sort of okay with it because they obviously saw a look that they liked and I don't know. One more second, two more seconds, then that's a long time in the NFL. Well, it is, it is, it is. But I will say this: on the P Ryan stop, Aaron Donald was on the floor. Someone pinning him more or less to the ground, and he reached out with one hat, one arm, and one hand, and he grabbed P Ryan and on his own pulled him back. I thought that was a remarkable I, play. I thought P Ryan might have had first down at the first yeah, glance. Man. It was bloody close, yeah, you know. It, we, yeah. I thought he maybe had sneaked it, but oh, yeah. And then I know. think I saw pictures of a crucial. It might have been that last fourth down, actually, where Aaron Donald was lined up offsides. Um, but you can keep going back over this and that, and I, I just actually think that, like you said at the top, it was perhaps just one hurdle too far. It was one superstar too far. There's a reason why Aaron Donald is like probably the best defensive player of the last 20 years. You know what I mean? He is sensational. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to suck it up and say they were just a bit too good for us. And yeah, They're a very good team, the Rams. They were my pick at the start of the playoffs. They, they've been building this for a long time. They were in the Super Bowl not long ago. Yeah. They went all in to go and get Matt Stafford, you know, trading away all these draft picks to swap him over for Jared Goff. They've gone... All in mid-season, they said, you know, Robert Woods goes down, fine, we'll go and get Odell Beckham. And Beckham has rediscovered his form. You go and get Von Miller um, to come over from Denver to sort of bolster your chances mid-season. They've got the best, arguably the best receiver in the NFL in Cooper Cup. You know, they it's a real star-studded team, mm. either side of the ball. They're playing at home in their home venue for the Super Bowl. It was always going to be a mammoth task for us. It wasn't like we were playing, you know, a team. I, I think if you got the 49ers, we'd have matched up quite nicely. Jimmy Garoppolo, yep, fine. I know Debo, Debo Samuel is a real talent. Their defence is also very strong. But that would have been, on paper, a much easier matchup, I think, than taking on someone like the Rams. And, you know, it's no, it's no 
hard luck on us. It's no, you know, there's no shame whatsoever in losing by three points away from home in a game of that magnitude. Like I said before, I'm I'm proud of us. I think we gave a really good account of ourselves. There's always going to be if, buts and maybes and I'll be processing this game for a long time. But I do think we can be extremely proud of, of what they put out. Yeah, and that goes without saying. What an incredible wild ride it's been. I mean, so many close finishes, so much so much guts being shown. You know, they've been showing off their massive bollocks for about two months now and they they just seem to be growing by each by each week. Do you know what I mean? We've all had so much fun following the team that the the Joe Burrow's dress sense. Did you see what he's wearing as he walked into the stadium last night? What an absolute yeah, don. And um <laughs> Do you know what though with Joe Boy? He he looked the bollocks walking out like that and I love the swagger. He was nervous last night. It took him a while to get going. There was one of those plays, I think it was on the fourth down, mm. where he had a man wide open out in the, the, out in the flat. Could have easily just checked it down to him, panicked a bit and mm. tried to mm. sort of force the ball in. So I don't know if it was CJ's armour or boy, yeah, but, yeah. you know, into double coverage and it didn't work. And you could just tell... It took him a while to just sort of get into his rhythm. Settle I think down, it was, yeah, yeah. It was like five of ten to start. And, you know, at the end, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, you're expecting magic off the geezer when he's getting it by, you know, seven, eight, nine times. But, you know, I do think that, uh, you know, he's played in the national title game. He's played in some big games in his career, Joe Burrow. But that's the Super Bowl. He's a 24, 25-year-old lad. It's a big occasion. It's in LA. It's every celebrity in the world is there. All these mm. guys as a kid he'd have grown up listening to that are out there doing the halftime show. He was going to be nervous. Mm. They're a young team. And I think they'll be so much better for that. And if we do ever get back there, and it's going to be a hell of a task, um, they'll really sort of take lessons from that and be better for it long term. So, you know, I think that's the one blessing that you can take from it. Yeah, as I say, I've loved following the team. I've loved the camaraderie. I've loved the spirit. I've loved the jokes. I love the togetherness. CJ Uzama, what a star he's become. Chase has been an absolute revelation to me. Uh, the defence has been brilliant. You know, what games we've watched this year. What elation. It's, you know, what just it's just been beyond uh, imagination and expectation. So... I am tempering my expectations for next year. I'm not demanding a playoff place, but we do have a team that can get there for the next couple of years. And then I think anything, you know, it just shows once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. You know, who's to say there won't be another Bengals next year, like uh, another version of the Bengals? You're absolutely right. What about if the New York Jets have a stellar draft and they pick up about half a dozen brilliant free agents? Suddenly they've got a team to, you know, it can. And I think, do you know what? I think this could be, this could be what the Bengals Super Bowl run represents to the rest of the NFL. And certainly the rest of the NFL fan bases. It shows you that anything can happen. And if you draft well and you spend a ton of money in the right places and coach well, then this kind of thing can happen. And I think that has been... uh, This might be, in terms of a league-wide thing, not necessarily for us, but a league-wide thing, this could be the Bengals' legacy for this season. It's showing the rest of the league that it is possible. All those downbeaten franchises and their fan bases like the Jaguars and and, and the Jets and... You know, all those guys that have have had rough times over the past four or five years, it absolutely shows you that it can be done. Yes, you know, you need to capture lightning in a bottle. You need the culture, as Zach really banged on about when he first got to Cincinnati. And goodness me, we now know what he meant by that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. You need a bit of luck in any knockout competition like the playoffs. You need luck. You know, and we got bits of everything. You need health we got that this year who's to say you know half know. our team ain't going to be injured next year do yeah, you know what i mean I know. I so know. everything the stars aligned we captured that that blinding light in a bottle and we drank it and nathan didn't we drink it until we were drunk this year what a what a <laughs> lovely tipple that was oh i completely agree so i think you've said it perfectly there it's such a hard job to get to a Super Bowl because, like you said, it's such an element of luck and health and we'll, and we'll never be as healthy 
as we were going into that Super Bowl. And they, however much more talent we bring in in free agency and we draft and whatever else, it's going to be so hard to even have anywhere near the level of talent available uh, to you than we did from a health perspective going into that game. Mm. So that's tough. And the other thing, and, you know, this is just being honest, you look at the AFC and there are some seriously talented young quarterbacks dotted around that teams are going to be building around. You've got to go through Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. They're not going anywhere. Josh Allen and the Bills are always going to be a very, very dangerous team. Justin Herbert of the Chargers, they'll be looking at it as another LA team and being like, right, next season, we're going to go all in here. We've got our young quarterback. You know, why not us next season? And I, I dare I say it, the Ravens are always dangerous. I think yeah, people yeah, yeah. foolishly counting out Lamar Jackson um, and not, not putting him in the same category as those guys, I, can, I think that's completely wrong. What I happens if the him... Steelers get Russell Watson next year? Well, yeah, no, exactly. Russell you know Wilson, I mean? yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. So scratch that, scratch that. What happens if the Steelers get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson next year? Exactly, 100%. You know what exactly. I mean? Yeah, no, completely, completely. And I think that's why it's such a it's such a crazy sort of feeling, really, because it has changed our expectations. You know, like I said before, we, if we could win the AFC North, you know, get that on a T-shirt, everyone's buying it, that's a big achievement for the Bengals. And I know it sounds harsh, but it's quite small-time mentality in some ways to a lot of other teams around the league. And I think what we've achieved now is is going to, you know, that's what I'm thinking about for next season. And that's what a lot of fans will be thinking is, how can we get back to the comedy pub and watch the Bengals in the Super Bowl again? Because we've, we've clearly got the talent, you know, and I know, I know the stars did align a bit on this Super Bowl run, but you've got to think that what the way that it's set up, we, we've got a chance to build this and make it better for next season. And that's exciting, but it's going to be hard. We're going to need luck. And, you know... It, but I mean, who, why not us? You know, why not us next season? I think that's got to be the mentality. I think you have to go into every season with that. But you know, you mentioned the AFC North. People, you know, that is a division where, for whatever reason, whoever wins it is suddenly goes a long way in the playoffs. Pretty much every year, you look at the Ravens yeah. recently. Yeah. You look at the Steelers before that. The Browns, obviously, are the Browns, and it's hilarious. But uh, and then there's us this year. Do you know what I mean? So it's a division where anybody can beat anyone else. So that's going to be crucial again. If we can win the division, then we're in the playoffs. As simple as that. And then you take it from there. I don't know, man. I'm I'm both hopeful and fearful, as I normally am as a Bengals fan. I've just really enjoyed this season. I've really enjoyed the stuff on the field. I've really enjoyed the stuff that they've been doing off the field. Um, yeah, it makes me excited. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Bring it on. It's just a shame as ever now the next season is not next week, basically. Um, although I think I do need a <laughs> Well, it'll, be, it'll feel a lot shorter, won't it? I mean, yes. you know, now yeah. that we've finished in the middle of February and not end of December, like you were saying. But just, just the last thought i guess from me and this is more philosophical than it is in any particular Ooh, relation to any particular hello, go on. philosophical <laughs> i like it well no it's more just on the back the thing of the offensive line i mean we've not really we talked about it a little bit i it, think that's I think a separate was, episode i think we you know we, we should we should have a look at that you know previewing free agency because i think i know what you're going to say it's obviously an area that we need to look at. Yeah, and I'm not. Closely. I'm not even going to go into the whole like who we're going to sign, what we're no. going to do about it. I'm not. I'm not going into that. It's more just. It, it was the irony, wasn't it? It was always going to be our undoing in some ways, and it's just been an area of concern for the Bengals for a long time now. And I think the one thing that worried me more than anything last night is Joe Burrow got hurt. Yeah. And it was another time that you see his knee getting twisted up and he's limping and he's coming off and he's able to continue. But, I mean, he's going to be sore today. And uh, thankfully, it was his other knee. Uh, it wasn't the one I, I don't mm -hmm. believe that was surgically repaired. But it's not the first time that he's wincing and he's rolling around and he's like, is he OK? Is he OK? And I just think the Bengals, more than anything else, more than, you know, get the free agency in, not that they're not taking it seriously, but he got sacked 74 times, if you take into account the postseason. Yeah. Um, 
this season and 15 of them against the Titans and Rams. And you, you look around the NFL, the Bucks for the whole season only took 24 sacks. And the teams with the least amount of sacks taken this season, the Bucks, obviously a fantastic team, the Bills, fantastic team, Patriots, Chiefs, and then the Rams are the seventh least. And that's the mark of, you know, if you can keep your quarterback upright, healthy, you're going to be likely to win games. The worst offenders, the Bears, the Ravens, they got Lamar Jackson hurt, the Bengals, obviously us third, and then the Jets. Mm. And I think it does tell a story. And you, the, the biggest thing for us, if we're going to sit there and say, you know, are we going to get back to this Super Bowl? The thing that's going to stop us getting back there is if Joe Burrow gets hurt. That's going to be it. If he's healthy and he's upright and he's able to play the next seven or eight years, I would guarantee you that we'll at the very least get to an AFC title game because he's that good. He'll lead us there. He's going to attract free agents. He's going to get that team motivated. I don't think there's any doubt. The doubt for me is his health. And I think more than just giving him a bit of extra time in the pocket, you've just got to limit the shots that he's taking. You know, he's the franchise protect him you know don't let him be taking these shots because there's a reason Tom Brady is able to play until 44 45 he's had very good offensive lines throughout his career and you look at um you know the fact that the Bucks only took 24 sacks mm. in the whole 17 game season of which Brady played every single game I mean that's phenomenal you know if you give if you get um Tristan Riffs or whatever you pronounce his surname, well, it's not one for me that. But if you get, you know get get him on the line for Joe Burrow and give him a bit more time and stop him taking these shots, the Bengals will go a long, long way in the future. And I just think that you know we we'll break it down on how they do that, like you said in a couple of episodes' time. But that has to be just the number one priority. It's not even for the run game or the pass protection. Just stop him taking injury risk shots you've got to do that it's absolutely imperative no i agree um and that's something we will discuss because free agency is just around the corner isn't it but uh i mean that can wait let's just bask in the achievement of the team uh this year we came agonizingly close i'm sure you're all feeling very raw and upset and gutted at what happened last night but uh you know talk it through Get in touch with us on social media at today underscore UK on Twitter, Bengals UK on uh, Facebook and uh, Bengals underscore UK on Instagram. Um, thank you so much to those once again who made the trip to the Comedy Pub in London for our first ever Super Bowl party. Let's hope it's not our last. We will be having more meetups throughout the year. Now things are beginning to calm down a little bit in the old COVID areas. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week where we will be going through our Bengals UK 2021-22 awards. How exciting. Let's put a bow on the season. Uh, so come in next week for a big old celebratory uh, episode, uh, and that should be more fun. But do what you got to do to get through this week. Cry on someone's shoulder. Lock yourself in a dark room. Actually, don't do that. That's not fun. Um, and You're speaking from experience. So. Well, yeah, I am. That's really is genuinely no fun. Um, and join us next week for more chat. Uh, so until that time, it is still and always will be a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.